Welcome to the Ready Yeti Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 335 of the Ready Yeti Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Delabono. Today on the show, we have Liz Merritt, founder of Healthy Roots Hemp. Healthy Roots is dedicated to making CBD wellness products in almost any format you could possibly think of, ranging from, you know, classic tinctures to even dog treats, CBD dog treats. Who would have thought? Maybe the perfect thing to keep your chihuahua from shaking all the time. Liz originally got her start in the cannabis industry right as it started in the boom of the late 2000s. She got her start working for a family-owned cannabis cultivation company and got a hands-on look at how to successfully grow cannabis and hemp. Despite the pushback she got from being a woman in a male-dominated industry, she thrived and learned the ins and the outs of how to successfully run a cultivation operation. It wasn't until she was met with some really unfortunate news that brought her gaze to the medical side of hemp, CBD. Being that CBD is a brand new industry, Liz felt it needed more credibility and scientific backing. So she took her prior knowledge and experience, got back in the lab, and slowly started building what we now know as Healthy Roots Hemp. Since the CBD industry is a fairly new industry, there's a, a lot of skepticism behind it. Liz, what she wants to do is really break down some of that skepticism. She wants to bring science and show the efficacy of CBD products. She's gotten a lot of incredible reviews. If you go online, they're obviously are all there, but even more personal stories that people who actually used her products frequently and regularly have gotten some seriously incredible benefits from it. This isn't just some business venture for Liz. It's literally sharing something that she has seen the positive effects of. She wants to help change the way people look at wellness. And it seems like she's doing an incredible job of it. And with the approach she's taking, it's definitely taking off. In this episode, Liz shares some insight on how she got started on her entrepreneurial path, navigating a newly emerging industry, and some logistics on creating a wide breadth of products. She also describes some of the challenges of being a woman in the CBD and cannabis industry and actually helped blaze the trail to make it more accessible for women even before actually starting Healthy Roots Hemp. This is a really incredible and powerful episode for anyone who's interested in more, um, I guess, scientific things, scientific businesses based on wellness. This is definitely an interesting story. And with that, I give you Healthy Roots Hemp founder, Liz Merritt. Awesome. Liz, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you. Um, so I guess to start off, who is Liz Merritt? Liz Merritt is a woman that started a CBD company. And I have been in the industry, the cannabis industry for about 12 years. And being a part of the medical marijuana program here in Washington was something that I was really passionate about and cultivation and pheno hunting and, and doing the genetics and uh, even growing in different mediums was something that I was just really passionate about. So I have a, a background in the cannabis industry and it's just kind of correlated into the hemp industry. And so I'm just known for grassroots and we've grown by word of mouth and by people's testimony. And so Healthy Roots has been something that has something I've been really focusing on and has brought us a lot of success and um, has brought a lot of people relief throughout these years. Wow. So you, you really were in the thick of the boom of, I mean, Healthy Roots being more CBD heavy, but like when cannabis really started being like, oh, okay. 
we could bring this back mm-hmm. in that you were you were there yes so like as a mom and as a cannabis grower you know it it was definitely um it was hard to navigate and to be able to um be a bit be a business owner and to be able to do things legally and so um you know thank goodness for the medical programs and stuff like that but yeah so i i worked for a a family-owned cultivation uh 502 company in washington so i got to see kind of like you know, the family um, workplace and how they navigated through things. And I handled their compliance and I got my own room. So I got to um, deal with all different kinds of genetics. And then also, you know, being in the cannabis industry is very male dominant. And so for me to walk in with a bunch of guys that grow marijuana, it was, um, it, it was there, I got a lot of pushback. So, but at the end of the, at the end of my season there, um, it opened the door for other women to come in and help grow because we we really have a, a unique um, you know factor to what we can bring to the table. We pay close attention to detail, and so there's a lot of things that sometimes that get missed, and we're able to capture that. And so I felt like that was a, a big part of the movement transitioning into starting Healthy Roots. It's got to be also kind of interesting. Um, first of all, I mean, I, a lot of a lot of questions on just that. I, I want to try to keep it um, close to healthy roots, but even in regards mm-hmm. to um, you know you kind of helping to pave the way for women to break into the cannabis industry, it's probably pretty yeah. interesting navigating not only like a, a STEM sphere of mm-hmm. an industry, but also I guess the agriculture industry, which again in and of itself is probably you know pretty male dominated as well. It is uh, the cannabis and the hemp is all, you know, men, it's, it's a man's job, you know, don't get me wrong, uh, huffing five gallon to 25 gallon pots down the, down to the next room, you know, it definitely, it gets, it's a great workout. Um, and there's not a lot of women out there doing cannabis, but I feel like the last five years, I feel like a lot more women are into it and they, they see that there's an opportunity there. And it's crazy, you know, all these years, everyone focused on THC. And so uh, it was like, you know, we never really got to uncap the other cannabinoids. And so for 15 years, I was just focused on, you know, testing and THC and those kind of numbers. And then it was like, after we actually started growing the hemp and seeing how it was just like cannabis, but the THC was bred out of it. And then looking at the other compounds that were part of the plant. It was just like, it was mind blowing because now it's not, now I stopped focusing on the THC aspect and started looking at more medicinal in a way that it doesn't get you high, but actually helps you with so many different elements in your body. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, it's definitely something that like, it's very clear. I, I'd say globally, people are starting to realize too, because there's just you know, more mm-hmm. and more of these types of companies. But before we get too far away, uh, from Healthy Roots Hemp, what is Healthy Roots Hemp is a CBD company, but what what is like the goal? What is it? Why did you start Healthy Roots Hemp? I guess I'm asking. Yeah, so well, it was to back to back step. So in 2015, my mom was diagnosed with liver disease. And so um, along her journey, she never drank alcohol. Uh, she, you know, she raised us four kids. She was married for 40 years. Um, so she had a lot of pain and elements that she was using ibuprofen and Tylenol on a daily basis. 
And so, and then basically what that did was deteriorate her liver and then the doctors put her on uh, opiates. And so she was kind of involved in that whole opiate uh, epidemic crisis. And so um, unfortunately she wasn't able to use CBD. She wasn't able to use cannabis. And so um, after she passed away, that's when really healthy roots took off because I wanted to find something that was going to help people like my mom, more of a natural approach to finding their everyday pain. And so really it, it started with the Lou of my mom um, passing away. So it's like, she's a part of this company every single day, but it just, it's, she's a big, she was uh, my best friend. So she was a big part of my life. So, um, but that's really why, why I started. And then we started growing the hemp, a family friend started growing the hemp in Eastern Oregon. And like I said, you know, we started uh, extracting it and seeing what inside was inside there. And so uh, it definitely just opened that door for um, that, that healing property. And then also another reason why we started was, um, you know, this unregulated industry, it needs credibility, it needs compliance, it needs research, it needs development. It, it needed, it was lacking a, a product that people could trust and could use on a daily basis. And so we wanted to provide just that. And th that's an incredible why, first of all. Um, and that's, it's actually kind of, if anyone has, you know, already been on Healthy Roots Hemp's uh, website or, um, you know, seen any of their products, you'll, you'll notice that there's a pretty um, poignant, I guess, call out to that you test everything and everything that, you know, all the products that you have, like there's, you know, the research is like next to the product or like on your website. Is that, mm -hmm. is that something that you started doing after you developed the products or did you start off being like, Hmm, let's understand this fully and how we're going to uh, use it and then get there. What, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah. So I did a lot of testing. I've spent a lot of money on testing because um, you don't know your work unless you test it. So when I first started uh, formulating the tinctures, uh, my mindset was I wanted to use a full spectrum oil that has not been refined. It still contains all the great benefits. And um, I was concerned about THC. So what I did was, okay, so I have this great oil that has a little bit of THC. So I supplemented. And so what that did, it dropped out the THC and, and brought up um, well, it dropped out the THC and brought up the CBD and it created a great tasting product. But in order to get there, I had to test things multiple times. Um, you know, alert, we can do a whole nother podcast on testing, but uh, you got to find a lab that is creditable. You got to find a lab that cleans their equipment that can give you those accurate analysis because you're just going to be chasing with your head cut off because really you can do, you can put a formula together and then test it and take it to five different labs and have five different testings. And so it's, it's so confusing. So what do you do? So you find that credible lab, you stick with them and you create your SOPs and we have recall program. I mean, we can go into a whole bunch of other things, but yeah. So just testing your work before you, um, testing your work is so important. <laughs> yeah, no, that it's, it's funny as you're saying like, Oh, we can go into that. It, it's, it is really tempting to kind of just take one, like there, you brought up so many things that I've just always kind of been curious about. This is clearly a new industry. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it requires a lot of testing. There's not like a ton of research out there. So, you know, just all these different whys and hows um, serve. Mm -hmm. So I will also do my best to help keep us, uh, <laughs> you know, on track as much as we can. 
Thank you. Um, yeah, no, of course. Um, so when, when it comes to actual testing, you, you said, you are, well, obviously you have yes. um, all of this experience prior before mm -hmm. you started testing your own products. Um, I'm assuming you kind of started, it sounded like you started um, actually like helping the cultivation process then moved into the testing process. Was, was there a lot of other previously created and produced tests that you based your own products off of, or um, was it really like kind of starting from a blank slate? How do you navigate something with all of those varied um, test results? Yeah, and that's a great question. So um, we test, so the hemp, so it all starts with the plant, right? So you have hemp that needs to be tested for metals, leads, um, pesticides, uh, microbiology. So that's really where you start is you got to start with the hemp. And then after the hemp is extracted, you do your full panel testing on that. And then um, once you make it into the products, you know, as long as your raw goods are completely they pass for everything, then you can just do a final testing on potency and just double check your work. But um, just the whole testing aspect and everything that comes along with it, it, it just really comes down to the lab that you're using. And I feel like it, it did take me some time to figure out the formulas and we're still working on it. So it's something that we're still working on it today. Um, we're not perfect and the labs aren't perfect either. And so there's a little bit of like a 10% variance um, in between the lab testing. And so it's just, it is, it's challenging. It is a very challenging industry. And if you're up for a challenge, I mean, go right ahead, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I mean, it's safe to say that, you know, you are helping to pave the way. It's so young that of an industry that, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of the, the tests, I feel like that you're putting out and that anyone really is putting out is basically just going on to like you know the the total catalogs of what is out there it's it's kind of interesting mm -hmm. um yeah so you on we kind of have a better idea of the the process of creating um i, I guess the the cbd element of the products you you guys have a ton of variety of products i mean down to to, to dog treats how do you choose and and create and kind of pick what CBD products make sense. Is it is it really just looking at the ingredients of pre-existing things and being like, oh, there's oil, so we can just replace this oil with CBD oil? Is that mm -hmm. is it that simple, or how do you come up with those? Well, it's kind of based off of the customer demand, right? So this industry is always evolving and it's fast moving. So it's like you got to find items or products that people want, and so um, you know we deal with we're with a lot of wholesale accounts. So it's like, if they, if they want soap or if they want bath bomb, then we have those conversations, but yeah, we went a little crazy. We infused everything. Um, so we do, uh, yeah, uh, topicals, tinctures, dog treats, all of those there, you know, every people, every person has a pet, you know, everyone can benefit from CBD in some sort of way or fashion. And I feel like everyone has their own journey with CBD. And so some people aren't willing to try a topical or a tincture and they'll be, try, they'll try some soap or they'll, they'll try it on their pets before they try it on themselves. And so it's, it's just one of those things where you just have to, um, navigate with the industry and be willing to run as fast as it will go with you. And you just have to be uh, flexible 
And um, we've, we definitely, all you have to really do, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not easy making a new product. There's a lot of costs and there's a lot of formulations and getting things perfect before you bring it to the marketplace. Um, but it is as, as simple as taking your raw goods um, from your organic hemp farm and implementing it and putting it into your product. And you just have to decide um, what type of CBD extraction that you want to use because there's so many different variables there's isolate, there's broad spectrum, there's distillate, there's water soluble. Um, so you have to really decide if, you know, as a company, which direction do you want to take and what kind of benefits are you trying to offer your customers? Because each different raw extract or uh, CBD extract offers different benefits. And I guess it is kind of cool having so many different products available where you can, you could just literally look at your sales and be like, oh, like people seem to like this. Let's just make more mm -hmm. of this and yeah. uh, work on variations that that makes sense that's very that's very true and then also like you know dealing with the unregulated industry and trying to deal with the bigger box buyers you know they have every state is different so if you're dealing with distributors and you want to go into these all these different states but because hemp is regulated kind of by state other than the 2018 farm bill um you know it's not an easy flow and they don't do consumptionables and they'll only do topicals so you have our tinctures are our best sellers for our consumers, um, but the topical market is huge for the retail because that's the only thing that they can distribute to their customers. So it's like there's this fine balance. It's like you never know which product is going to take off because you don't know who's going to pick it up. And so that's why we have such a great variety. Um, and we're hoping that people don't have to go anywhere else because we got everything covered for them. You actually raise an incredible point, which I, I I keep on forgetting that this is a factor. But like the state to state uh, legislature, how do you how do you guys navigate that? Like I, that's got to be you know its own can of worms. Yeah, sure. So you know, just subscribing to the correct email list and getting um you know getting partnered with your agriculture department in your state is really important. Um, and just having a great lawyer that you can reach out to. Um, but also I have a compliance uh, officer. And so he handles a lot of that information for me. But also, you know, as as being um, I'm so hands on in my company that I help with sales, too. So when I'm calling in Florida, I know that they have to have a THC disclosure on their packaging. Um, so in the, like in Idaho, you can't have any THC. So it's just, you know, when you do something for so long and you're really passionate about it, it just comes easy for you. Do you do you have to come up with different packaging for different states? Um, yeah, so everyone's different. So some vendors might require they need QR codes or they want batch numbers on the outside of the box, on not just on your packaging. So yeah, um, packaging and labeling has been one of my um, hurdles just because of there's no regulations. It's like you can reach out to your Oregon Department of Agriculture and they can kind of help you, but it's really, you're just trying to figure out what the marketplace needs and, um, and a compliance aspect and trying to uh, figure out your labeling packaging. And so looking at bigger brands of CBD and like how they're doing it, that's always super helpful, but really um, there's not a lot of support in the CBD industry on understanding our labeling requirements. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I'm, I'm sure like it now it seems that, um, you know, as a nation 
cannabis is being, um, I guess, more widely accepted and, you know, laws are being mm-hmm. put into place to make it uh, like kind of open the doors for that. So I, everything's probably cha- continually changing even now, it is. Uh, like I'm even sort of on the peripherals, it's got to be, um, <laughs> I feel like you're, you're probably always on your toes ready for the next. Uh... I never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, luckily, I'm sure there's some uh, Healthy Roots hemp products to help that. You bet there is. I take it every night. You know what? My seven-year-old is more faithful to his CBD than his schoolwork. <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually, it's funny. I, I've recently, um, my my mom has been asking about CBD and because her and my father are like, we like, we can't sleep, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like that's, it is like starting to like become way more mainstream because I never would have thought that my parents uh, would have been interested, like specifically being like CBD, let's give it a shot. But that's yeah, no, that's great. We deal with a lot of older generations as well. And so it's so cute because they'll call. (laughs) Oh, Sally gave me a sample to try and this worked on my arm and I want some more of it. And so uh, bless their hearts because their technology is, they're not savvy, but they call me on the phone and literally it's like, my customers are so spoiled and we have conversations about, you know, their life and especially with COVID starting and just having those conversations with your customers and just being an ear to hear. Um, it, 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 it fuels me and it helps them out too. So that's good. I, I didn't even actually think about that with COVID, especially, I mean, um, mm-hmm. I guess the global stress that it's put on people are now like, huh, kind of need to deal with this somehow seriously. So gotta, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to just be popping pills. So I guess we'll, we'll try something natural. Yeah. And try something natural. You never know. I have a really good friend that struggled with anxiety for three years and um, I, uh, she started using the product and I had her out at the farmer's markets. She was talking to everybody. So I mean, the proof is in the pudding. If you, if anybody's skeptical about it, definitely just do your research and find a good brand that has good COAs. And um, I think that it's it's definitely an alternative. What what is a COA for me and any listeners oh, who? Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, COA is certificate of analysis. So those are basically your test results. Oh, okay, awesome. That that makes sense. Sorry. No, no, yeah. that's 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 good. I I you know it's. There's a lot of like new jargon because uh, especially when you're talking about CBD, it's a very specific, like, you know, regulated scientific uh, product mm-hmm. where there is a lot of lab testing. I just want to make sure that I'm, you know, getting it. I think that's, I think that's a thing that with more and more people being like, okay, we also, we can't just sell, uh, sell this product. We got to educate. I think that's also like really, really helping people kind of, you know, figure it out and figure out what works for them. That's true. And I feel like our hands are tied when we're able to talk about our testimonies and what it's doing for people, because then we're making medical claims. And as a smaller business, you know, we're not, we're not out there trying to get ourselves in trouble. Um, But however, um, I, I wish that we could, we could be a little bit more lenient on what we can say and what we can't say. I mean, we've done a good job on just navigating and finding the correct uh, words to implement, but um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to get that, those studies out there and to let people know that, that it's going to help them with so many different avenues. My, my understanding or my take on CBD is I, 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 for a while I went back and forth being like, huh, like, I don't know if it, you know, is, you know, like if there, there's enough tests out there or whatever, but at, at a point I was just like, you know, I, I, if it is helping, 
whether mm-hmm. it at physically is making a physical change or not, if it's helping you that, you know, even a placebo effect does, you know, helps. I mean, granted there's, yeah. And I, I do, I like, there's, there's so many different studies for like different, different uh, specific ailments. Personally, I, I use, end up using muscle rubs a lot and that, that does help. Like it, it has specifically helped me personally, but um, I, I know, I know with like epilepsy in particular, it's something that seems to really be effective, which is why I'm assuming the dog treats make sense. Dog treats always confuse me. <laughs> why <laughs> I, I no, like i i get it because like i mean animals can be an, uh, anxious too like yeah I, I know a lot of people's dogs who are very like you know it's like a mm-hmm. rescue that type of thing too i just it's something that it, it for like you go through and you see like okay like you know lip balms muscle rubs tinctures and then dog treats it just seems like such like a like a random jump. I, I, I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm, and I'm, it, I think it, it makes a ton of sense for epilepsy and anxiety alone. I just, it's like a quirk, like some sort of quirky thing. Yeah. So think about it. So uh, CBD activate, or it's, it's a part of your endocannabinoid system. So anything that has a vertebrae has an endocannabinoid system. So that's your pet as well. So I have a nine-year-old uh, dog at home and she gets up in the morning and she has, she's arthritic. And she shakes so bad that she, cause she's in so much pain. Oh. So we give her the treats and the oil and it's, it, you can definitely tell the difference when she doesn't have it. And so, and that kind of goes the same direction for people too. So if they're using CBD and they are, you know, they're not like, oh, I don't know if this is working. So they stop taking it. Then everything that they, they were taking it for kind of comes back. So it's, it's really, everyone's different and everyone's biochemistry is different, but the same thing goes with pets. So I tell people, don't wait till you start seeing a problem, give it to them from the time that they're a puppy till they're old, because it it promotes their immune system, their digestive system, their neurological system. So you got to look at it like it's a vitamin and it's really helping your dog have, uh, promote its ultimate health and being able to help eliminate some of those problems that you have with older dogs, like joint issues, or like the little dogs that are riddled with anxiety, give them a num num and tell them to chill out. So it's, it's, it's full circle. You would, do you look at CBD as more of, um, I guess, preventative medicine then? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It brings your body back to homeostasis. So when you take CBD, it, it act, it's, it activates your CBD and CB1 receptors. And also having that little bit of THC, it's actually, it helps bind the CBD to those receptors because CBD actually is not clinical study to say that it is binding. So you need a little bit of that THC to help everything bind. That's why we're so adamant about the full spectrum because it has all those other compounds that's going to help with someone's journey with CBD versus an isolated product when everything's been stripped out and all you have is CBD. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I guess uh, getting back to CBD in terms of being receptive, it, how, how did you, hmm, how do I put this? I'm just trying to find the word sometimes. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have been, um, you're a relatively young company. I mean, 2017, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the CBD industry still relatively new, but some players in the industry, how did you find your way into the market? Like, how did you find your customers? How did you uh, find your place? What's, what's been your, your processor, I guess, plan of attack for that? Honestly, it's from having that, you know, 12 years of being in the cannabis industry. So all those contacts, all those people, all that support that I've had with my family and friends, it transitioned into Healthy Roots. So we have a huge support system with family and friends. And that is how we have grown is by word of mouth and everyone sharing about Healthy Roots. So honestly, if I didn't, if I, in my testimony, if I wasn't a part of the cannabis industry, I don't feel like I would have had the contacts or I would have been able to uh, grow my business as fast as I have without having those people there. Because a lot of those people transitioned into hemp as well. And so we're able to still continue to do business. Um, but like I said, it's all been a super supportive family and friends that have shared and we have grown by word of mouth. And I guess, I mean, you even kind of said it yourself, like you had a head start to understand how this all works. I mean, since you were those 12 years of experience before you actually mm-hmm. said, you're like, you know what? People are doing this, but I could probably do this better. All right, fine. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Um, it's like a mix of grassroots and I guess just market research. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me, like, did you go to school for this? And, um, you know, they're like, what's your background? And it's like, you know, I was just really passionate about the plant. Uh, There's a need for uh, good products that are sourced with good quality ingredients and doing it the organic way. And so, um, you know, that's what just led me into Healthy Roots. And, And honestly, like when you really genuinely care for people and have empathy and compassion, it, it just flows right into your business. That, I mean, yeah, that having the actual intention and not just being like, I'm going to make a bunch of money definitely goes a long yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because, I mean, you're, I think you become more solution oriented from it. And it seems like you, you literally have the uh, motivation and like the, the, I guess, mission behind it that helps, I guess, push it, push you to thinking about it the right way for the right people. Yeah. Yeah, it sets us apart. You know, there's a lot of other CBD companies out there and you have to identify yourself or what sets you apart from the marketplace. And so we're not another company that just had got financial backing and we're just trying to throw whatever we can at the marketplace. It's like we're actually taking our time and wanting to do it the right way because we want to be here to stay for a long time. Yeah. Um, Do you think that getting back to like one of the first um, things that you said when we started, do you think that the gender disparity in the CBD or cannabis industry is changing a little bit now that, you know, I guess there's more women run businesses or just, I guess, diversity in this industry? Yeah. So I got my women's certification last year and um, I feel like last year was kind of like the brink of hey, we want to support minorities and we want to support women-owned businesses. And so ever since last year, I've just seen a really uptick on uh, promoting women business. You'll see more uh, logos out there. Uh, You see a lot more women being highlighted that are in business. And so um, being a part of that certificate 
um, in that resource center has really helped me along the way. Um, they have additional support, you know, there's Zooms, there's all different kinds of training that you can utilize. But yeah, I feel like more women are coming out and it's being recognized and like bigger box retailers and uh, people are looking for those certifications and they're wanting to, they're, they're wanting to support it. And I do get so many phone calls a day. I'm like, that they found us on the website and they saw that they're, you're women owned. Well, just because you're women owned, I'm going to support you today. And so um, I don't, I don't want to like take it as an advantage or I use it as like a crutch, but um, I think that there are powerful women out there that are in a place where they're supposed to be. And there are women out there that, you know, that, that need to be in, with their families and be with their children. And so everyone has a different journey. And also like one of, one of the things that I want to expire is like just giving that inspiration for women or moms that had that dream or had that passion that they got to put on the back burner because they're a family or they have other things to do. So it was just like, I just wanted to be that inspiration for other people to really pick up those dreams and those desires and go for them. Because when you do, you never know, you, you don't want to leave this life without the what ifs, right? Yeah, no, it, it does make sense. And honestly, um, I mean, like even looking at um, uh, most, there's a lot of industries out there that we could even talk about, but uh, since the cannabis uh, and CBD industry is so new, it, it's just mm -hmm. serves as a really good example, but like women's suffrage was not that long ago. So it's kind of like, all right, mm -hmm. like, you know, this, the scales are slowly, you know, kind of evening out with mm -hmm. like a, a, away from any kind of disparity, which is all, I mean, it's incredible because that's how you get innovation. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. I, I question myself all the time. Like, Oh my goodness, what am I doing? <laughs> that's, I mean, for what it's worth, I question myself all the time too. And I'm so <laughs> certain that that's just like part of the human condition. It seems like you're doing everything you should be. So yeah. I feel it. Yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. We have our ups and downs, right? Yeah. The, I, I recently moved and someone said, um, you know, cause moving in this, what's going on in the world is completely insane but someone said like you're right where you should be and it's like kind of like mm -hmm. a cliche catch-all but it also is like somehow like it really makes sense because you know it keeps you from worrying about insane what ifs i mean we are where we are so we might as well mm -hmm. you know yep make the best of it right? exactly yeah 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 um for any i guess women entrepreneurs or curious women who want to start a business um, what would be your advice to them to a start a business in we'll say a male dominated field, or I guess finding organizations to help support that? Um, it seems like the organization you're part of is really helpful. Yeah, the Women's Business Enterprise, uh, you can definitely reach out to them and uh, start that whole process. It does take some time. Um, but for some, for women that want to start a business and, and want to achieve their goals, I feel like you really have to do a lot of brainstorming and, and do some inner thinking and figure out what product you want to bring to the marketplace. Where's your passion at? Where, where's your drive at? Um, you know, as a mom and, and, be, and still being a mom and still being a business owner, um, there, there's a lot of opposition that comes against us. And so, um, I feel like we get discouraged in a way that it can hinder us from the goals and the things that we wanted to do. And so really like get your business plan, hash out your things, look at, 
look and see what other businesses are doing and just really have a good game plan of what you want to bring to the market and, and test it and give it to your friends and family and, and, um, and see if there's room for improvement. Cause from some things that I've done, I, you know, you always are involving and changing things, but if you can stop making so many changes and have it right the first time, I feel like it will save you a lot of time, effort, and money along the way. Um, so when I'm done with this, I'm going to write a book and they can read it and they'll, it's going to save them thousands of dollars. <laughs> yes. You heard it here, folks. Oh my God. Do you, <laughs> like, would you, do you know what you would call it? Is there like a, um, well, I, that's maybe roots run deep. That's our slogan. Wow. That's like our, yeah. our tagline. So, you know, that could be one. I like that. I like that because mm-hmm. it also speaks to your experience in uh, before starting. That that yeah. coincides with the message there. What's what's it like? I I actually I, I wanted to ask this uh, a bit uh, a couple a few moments ago, but what's it like um, starting a business as a mother? Is that is that juggling act um, <laughs> been? I'm sure it's been kind of a wild ride. Yeah, you know, I have a 14 year old at home and he says, you know, mom, I've watched you along this journey and I never want to own a business. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I see the stress you deal with, but you know what? I feel like, um, you know, us moms, we can beat ourselves up and, and, and put ourselves down and be like, oh, I never did this or I didn't do that. But at the end of the day, we're paving that pathway for our kids and they're seeing how hard we work and it, it just transitioned into our children. And so, yes, being a business owner and being a mother is very challenging, but um, Grace is an, a great example of what happens in my home. And I have uh, two beautiful boys that are, um, they, they're, they mean the world to me. But it, it is a struggle and it is hard, but you just have to keep, keep that mindset. Like, just know that they don't know any different and they're going to love you no matter what. And that you just, you just have to just keep going and keep doing it and showing them how hard you're going to work to get to that next level. Because I keep telling them one day they're going to take it over and they need to learn now. So yeah, that's it. You got to get them to work. You got to get them, yes. out, you know, harvesting uh, hemp plants. You got to. <laughs> Get them on the street. Yeah, we won't even talk about that. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's everyone forget that. Yeah. Um no, that's it is an incredible thing. It's it's you know it it makes sense, you know, you're you're raising your kids and you're kind of setting them up as a role model and saying, like, hey, like, you know, hard work works out. And it's I'm sure that they also get the see behind the curtain too. So mm-hmm. it's also, you know, I would imagine it's super impactful to like uh, I guess see how to overcome adversity and reach goals. Mm-hmm. I feel like that too big. Yeah. Balance, balance is the key word. You have to learn balance. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to find that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm on one leg over here. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking sturdy from over here. You're, you're, Thank you're you. good. Um, what, what are, what have been some of the biggest mistakes you've made along your career? It doesn't necessarily have to be from, uh, you know, starting and running healthy roots. It could be prior. Is there anything that you kind of look and be like, huh, like I wish I would have done that a little differently. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of mistakes I made along the way. Um, I feel like some of the mistakes I, that led me to um, cost for like costing a lot of money um, was not doing the proper testing. 
Um, so testing hemp and, and, and putting it into extraction before I tested it, I learned a very hefty, um, uh, lesson, but other than that, for like making mistakes along the way, um, I've just, I feel like I've learned, learned from my mistakes and I correct them. So it's like, you can either make the mistakes and keep going back to them and to keep making them over and over again. But I feel like I, I, I can acknowledge it. I'm acknowledging the mistake and I'm, I'm turning from it and I'm implementing it and doing it in a better way. Um, so other than that, I feel like, uh, the choices that we've made along the way are, have been very, um, what's the word considerate, not considerate, but, um, uh, cautious or just, you know, just not jumping when you're not supposed to jump. So that's really like Liz wants the, like Liz and women, like we want things and we want it now, right? We want to snap our fingers and everything to work out. Um, so I've learned patience and I've learned that, that making mistakes is okay, but just don't keep making the same mistake. That, that actually, it, it ties back to what you were saying with, um, when you were discussing um, the advice that you want to give too, like, mm-hmm. you know, when you find a product um, don't just move on, you know, wait and see. Mm-hmm. I feel like the patient, I mean, patience, they say patience is a virtue. It is. It totally is. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really interesting getting to hear a mix of the more technical side of what goes into a CBD brand, and I guess even the, I guess, industry challenges that you might have faced. Um, what are what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? The biggest challenge is finding the right people. Um, you know, there's it's hard to find that right person for each detail of our company um, because we are a smaller company. Um, you know, just having the right hands and feet to help you along the way is so important. Um, sometimes it's easier just to kind of do things yourself along the way until you're able not to do it anymore and then find that right person. But that has been one of the hardest things for me. I always say the harvest is great, but the workers are few. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other um, struggle I deal with would be just, just being in an industry that's so unregulated and constantly changes and losing money on packaging and labeling because of things have changed. And so that's another thing that I, that is, that is a struggle. It's, I think it's more of an industrial and industry thing that everyone struggles with. Um, And so those, those are like the two main things is just having the right people on our team. And then also just the compliance aspect of it because of the undergoing everyday changes. And I'm, I'm assuming that there are going to be so many more changes, um, from the compliance aspect of it. Um, I mean, with what we've seen in a few short months, just changes with, um, you know, different states getting closer to legalization of uh, cannabis as a whole. So I'm, you know, I, I commend you for being a, that nimble and kind of, uh, you know, rolling with the punches. Yeah. I think my cannabis background just gave me that bold, the boldness to make risks and go for them. And so I, and something along my whole cannabis journey, I always spoke as I always wanted a business and I always wanted to pay taxes. 
And I was never able to do that. And so now I have that and I'm like, oh, I got to pay taxes now. (laughs) It's a double-edged sword because I want roads to drive on, but it always comes at the worst time. It does. Yeah. Uh, I I completely appreciate that. Um, So we have time for one last question. Liz, what is the best part about running Healthy Roots Hemp? Ooh, the testimonies, the things that we get to hear at our office, I guarantee you, like once, if you could come sit with us every day, we get a phone call once a day that everyone is in tears, like literally just tears. I have customers that handwrite me letters on what they, what our product has done for their lives and how they got their life back. I mean, those, those testimonies from our customers, it gives me the fuel to keep going. And without those, I would be. That's extremely sweet. Now that's some serious motivation. That's like, that's incredible. (laughs) Um, yeah. All right. That's, that's an, that's if getting that kind of feedback, that's an easy way to stay in business, Dan. Um, it, it does. It makes it easy. And um, yeah, those, those reviews and all the testimonies that I get, I don't get to share it with the world because it's all medical claims. And so, yeah, that's why we get to have these conversations. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> you know, soon enough. And I'm sure that like when you looking at reviews online, I'm sure people will definitely see them. I mean, that's especially with this kind of thing. Yeah. Liz, thank you so much for coming on it. For anyone who's listening, who wants to find out more about healthy roots, hemp, or, um, you know, pick up some products of their own, what's the best way to check you guys out and stay connected. You can just go to our website and it's healthyrootshemp.com, or you can give us a call. We have full transparency. There's emails or phone numbers on there. So if you have any questions, concerns, um, I am the one that answers the phone so you can talk directly to me. Awesome. Well, Liz, thank you so much for coming on. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.